I'm no expert, but I think the trail goes this way. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that I would need to use a bear hang every night. I did not know there was latrines in the shelters. I didn't expect to... On the second day, I think, there was a stretch after a lunch break, and we were hiking, and I was just so, like, excited to be back walking again, and, like, so happy to be walking. Well, uh, it's a whole lot hotter than I thought it was going to be. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, knees. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> oh my god. Well, walk along talking about the extra cover here for the birds that are seeing more and more on the trail. And uh, you're about to step on a rattler. Hey there, welcome back to Sounds of the Trail. I'm your host, Gizmo, and this is episode 3 for season 2. Things have been getting exciting over here because all the new correspondents are now on trail. It's been such a trip to listen to all the new audio. I can't help but think back on my own first days on trail, which are a couple years ago now, but obviously I can still remember how crazy it was. It mostly sticks in my mind because I have never in my life ever been more neurotic than I was that morning complete wreck. Could not pull it together. My little sister actually drove me out that morning along with my partner, Dirtnap, and the last half a mile or so of road up to the southern terminus of the Pacific Crest Trail is dirt, and I managed to get us lost in this maze of dirt tracks made by the Border Patrol instead of staying on the road. And then next thing you know, we're desperately trying not to get stuck in these horrible ruts of these things that aren't actually roads, in my sister's Volvo station wagon and her baby's in the back seat and I'm freaking out. My sister just looks at me and says, who are you? I have never seen you like this in my entire life. Anyhow, we eventually find the monument. We get out. It turns out my water bladder had been leaking while I was in the car. So now I'm a bit short on water and my stuff is all wet. And it's hours later in the day than we had planned on starting, so it's already over 90 degrees. And I'm still neurotic. But, you know, that was the first secret of doing a thru-hike. You put on your pack and you walk on. Things got better from there, at least eventually. And I never have to start my very first thru-hike ever again, which is a relief. But today's episode isn't about me. It's about our new correspondents, and they are learning how to thru-hike and had a podcast all at the same time. So some of the audio quality might be a little bit wacky, but like I said, sometimes you just have to get started. I am going to let them speak for themselves today and tell us about their start and their expectations and what they did and didn't expect about the trail. So let's go ahead and get started.
Heyo. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, this is Leif. Uh, we are here in Idlewild, and I'm hanging out with some people that I will let introduce themselves. All right. Well, for starters, my name, my trail names, mishap. For lots of reasons, for for lots of mishaps. So, I'm a I'm a native San Diegan, so I'm not too far from home. Hey guys, uh, my name is trail name is Shortcut Cheater. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to like wind up ahead of people Cheater. sometimes. From Dallas, Texas, and yeah, loving the trail. So, what is your first impressions of the trail? First impressions. Like I said, I'm from San Diego, so I grew up kind of hiking in those mountains. Sure. Kind of knew what I was going to get into off the get-go, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, it was exciting because I got to see new places that I wouldn't have thought of going and visiting while I was not doing the trail, which I really look forward to, so I've been documenting so I can come and revisit. But impressions, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's really hard. My knees, your everything hurts the first couple of days. Your (laughs) knees, your ankles, your brain. Yeah. I mean, you name it. So... (laughs) Shortcut? Man, I getting the first, like, 10 miles on the trail is super surreal. It's like, I'm here. Holy shit, It's happening. Everything hurts. It's it's hard. It's not, not easy. It's not a vacation. But it's so rewarding. Everything I thought it would be and more. Yeah. So that, that kind of perfectly leads into what I was thinking about next is, like, any unexpected things that you didn't expect that you would like or dislike or didn't even see coming at all. So... A lot of unexpected, hence the name mishap, right? So, I mean, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> so right. There was a lot of a unexpected, <laughs> I'll just say it out loud and quick. Bottom line, I showed up before I even stepped out of the vehicle, my water bladder was leaking all over my <laughs> shit, so. I noticed it. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, shortcut over here was like, hey man, I think you're leaking already. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and then got to camp at mile 15 before the climb to Marina and realized my tent poles weren't there. So I had to hitch home. <laughs> you, got, you got picked up well, by I got, a friend. Yeah, I got picked up by a friend. Bed. <laughs> Went home, took a hot shower, had some pizza, all these assholes around the mountains. <laughs> a, a super luxurious day one. Yeah, pretty much. Day one was pretty on point, but unexpected, yes. I think everything was unexpected. You have to go in blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you go in blind and you don't know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of it is you really just don't know. And when the good things happen, it makes it all that more rewarding. You know, and, and you hold on to those good things because, like I said, in the beginning, which we're all still in, and there's a lot of pain too. So, you hold on to those good moments. I didn't expect to. The second day, I think there was a stretch after a lunch break, and we were hiking, and I was just so like excited to be back walking again, and like so happy to be walking. And even though everything hurt, I was just like, just like walking up this hill in the middle of the desert. The sun was beating down. And I had a big smile on my face. I mean, it wore off in like an hour, but sure, yeah. <laughs> for that little bit, it was awesome. Yeah. Something always brings you back to like that moment where you're just on stoke mode again. Yeah. yeah it's like for a- as much pain as you're in, even we're in towns doing this now, you right. know, you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is cool. But in an hour or two, we're all going to be itching to get back on the yeah, trail like- for some reason, even though we're hit like hurting and right. You know. it's, I agree. It's strange how you feel like in town, you feel so good. And it's, like, nice to relax and, like, catch up with people you haven't seen in miles or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, yep. I'm ready to get on the trail again. Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go suffer, I want that suffer pain. fast again. <laughs> yeah. Bring the pain. <laughs> Absolutely. And what – okay, so your your favorite and your least favorite parts of trail life in general. Like, maybe your favorite part of the day or, like, just in general. 
My favorite part of the day would have to be when I get to my destination, wherever that may be, because I'm tired at mm-hmm. that point, which leads me to the next point, which is least favorite, which is, you know, that pain is real. Like your joints are hurting. You look at your maps and, or even when you turn a ridge, like, you know, and you, <laughs> you see, see like, trail. you see, yeah, you see the trail and it's like, you know, you, you gotta be kidding me. Damn, that's not, I hope that's not the trail. Right? Like, so come many on. times I've thought that same thing. That's gotta like, be a side trail. That's gotta be a side trail. And then you do switchbacks that go down. And you're like, well, I know I gotta go up and yeah. hit that part. And then you see your buddy like on the ridge over there, and you're like, oh god, you know. Like, yep. But you know, those are the ups and downs. Just like you know, the trail, it's full of ups and downs. So, yeah. And it's gonna be that way until the very end. My favorite part is just meeting all the different people and those those moments when you're hiking and like nothing hurts. And yeah. You're just enjoy. You're in the moment and you're just enjoying everything around you and like. It's like, I could just go in this moment, you know, for forever. Like, this is great. This is it. This is right. where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, the worst part is waking up every morning when it's cold. The pack all your shit up and get moving so you can start getting warm because you're just like, giving and getting in. Like, get, yeah, yeah. Like, so stiff. You start, like, you're like walking like a mile an hour, Your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Like, barely moving. Yeah. And then a couple miles in, you like get loose. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm good again. I'm ready. I'm so moving. Sick. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with you, Shortcut, on that. Like, unexpectedly, some of my favorite part of the trail so far, or trail life in general, has been meeting all the different people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, it's been a lot of good. so great. Definitely waking up in the morning, I'm like, you know, or like when you when you get to a town and you see somebody walking funny. Yeah. You know, like, there's then, there's like yeah. your trash. <laughs> or, you know, it's funny because you hike the day and you're moving. You're in your, like, rhythm. Right. You're moving well. Everything's flowing. And then the day's over, everyone's at camp, an hour's <laughs> pass by, and you look at everyone, and everyone's limping. Like, <laughs> and like straight up, no like, one can move. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I gotta like, get to my pack that's five feet away. Everyone is crawl. Everyone went from, like, 20-year-old to, like, 70. It's so gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty epic. <laughs> Hi, Wanderer here, and we're at Rock Gap Shelter, about 110 miles into the Appalachian Trail. The sun's just about to set. We're sitting around the campfire, and I'm here with a few uh, through hikers. One of them to the right of me, I'll have her introduce herself. What's your name? Spoonie. And uh, how'd you get that name? I made my own spoon that I'm eating with right now. I carved it. Where are you from? I'm from New York City. How did you first hear about the Appalachian Trail, and when did you finally decide to do the trail? Well, my good friend, Whistler, who is about a day behind us, posted on Facebook that he was hiking the Appalachian Trail this year, which was then next year. And my best friend had told me that she was going to be doing, she's going to be volunteering with an ambulance uh, with paramedics, and she has no medical interest, and I asked her why she wanted to do that. And she said that, it's the kind of thing that she would never, ever consider doing in her life, and that it scares the shit out of her. And then right afterwards, when I saw my friend Whistler's post on Facebook, it just scared me so scared much. The shit out yeah, of you. <laughs> just I tried to visualize myself in the woods, camping, which is not something I do ever, and doing basically everything that we do every day. And I thought, wow, I guess now's the time to do that. When else am I going to have the opportunity? No commitments. It seems perfect. 
Cool. So here I am. Facing your fears then. So, exactly. And it's really not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your first impressions of the Appalachian Trail now that you're on it? Lots of different people. I was expecting, I was expecting lots of different people, but there's people who remind me of like high school kids. And then there's people who remind me of worldly travelers and then just your average Joe and people who are down on their luck and needed something to do and people who are you know avid backpackers it's just it's not just one or the other it's all different types and there are days when I feel like I'm in high school again and then there's days where I feel like I'm in Asia or like a different <laughs> side of the world. Is all that what you just described what you expected before you hit the trailer or was it Totally unexpected. It's so hard to remember what I did expect. I expected a lot of pain, I think. I remember being very scared of physical pain. And instead of preparing for that physical pain, I mentally prepared for it. So maybe I am experiencing it and I just don't know it because I was prepared for it. Or I'm just totally fine. So that expectation has been nullified. So you talked about expectations. Is there anything you didn't plan for that has happened on the trail? Yeah, I didn't. I actually realized that I need to use a bear hang every night after like the first week and a half. <laughs> so I still haven't actually done it by myself. Yeah. <laughs> need to figure that out. Yeah, because the first few nights there were uh, bear lockers and Yeah, and uh, I had help cables. too. The Two nights ago I had help. And then yesterday... I exchanged my rope for someone else to do it because the guy lost his rope. <laughs> so for using my rope, he did it for me. Well, we're going to have to do it tonight so you can get some <laughs> practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how are you feeling mentally for this now? Mentally, I'm feeling pretty good. This morning was the first day that I was really considering quitting because I was like nauseous and I didn't get any sleep last night because of the snow and I was cold. And I couldn't feel my thumbs for a few hours, and that was probably dehydrated, and like everything just sucked. And I was thinking about leaving mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and going home and being in Starbucks, even though I hate Starbucks. Like how miserable I was. <laughs> I hate Starbucks, and I wanted to be at Starbucks. <laughs> then I started doing a climb, and I warmed up a bit, ate some good food, had some water, and... I just felt so great, and I did an extra four miles than I was planning on doing. Yeah. So I feel fantastic. Today was actually turned out to be a great hiking day. Yeah, because of the cold. Yeah. And the sun came out, so every time you went around the bend, caught the sun, it mm -hmm. just felt so good. Yeah, and it warmed you up a bit. Yeah. Physically, everything okay? Yeah. I had zero injuries. Zero blisters. God knows how. That's... The exception, not the rule. What do you think is the best part of the trail so far? Hmm. The alone time. For this, I was in a community for five months. And in my journal, I would just complain constantly how little alone time there was. And I'm from New York City where there's so many people. But I always find alone time on the subway where I can be assured that no one will talk to me. And if they do talk to me, I can tell them to go f*** themselves. It's so nice to have such pure alone time and not in the I'm in a car right now driving by myself mm -hmm, but there's mm -hmm. people around me or I'm on the subway surrounded by people but alone in my head like being completely alone is so rare yeah. and 
I've never been so happy with it. That's the best thing about this trail, because even if you have friends <laughs> that you're hiking with, you can always just tail off a little bit. Exactly. My friend Whistler is a, a day behind. Are there any things that you would say is the worst part of the trail so far? Yeah. I really never know. I mean, there's a solution to this, but I always look forward to setting up camp, and I dread setting up camp. And I look forward to hiking, and I dread hiking, and I look forward to getting to town, and then once I'm there, I want to leave. And it's like, since you're constantly moving, it's so hard to just be content with each moment because you always have to pack and then unpack, resupply, and then consume so that you're not carrying as much. And it feels like this never-ending cycle. And it's kind of hard to just accept, like, what's there right now versus being like, oh, I have to, you know, pack this up in the morning. Like, oh, I should get it all ready now. Oh, I'm going to have to unpack in a few hours. Better make it all neat in my bag. And it's, it's very stressful to not know whether to look forward to things or to dread them. Yeah. Uh, Especially the towns. Like, as soon as I get to town, I just gorge myself, and then I feel disgusting. And <laughs> that needs to stop. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but it's kind of hard to to not do that. Yeah. So is there any last words you want to say to the audience of Sounds of the Trail? Maybe to other potential hikers who are thinking about doing it? What would you say to them? That any step counts. I heard a story from the hiker hostel as we were driving towards the the, you know, entrance at Amicalola Falls, the approach trail, I was getting really scared. And I just had this feeling that I was going to not even make it up the first mountain. And the guy, Josh, was telling the story about a guy who had been on a bus for like four days and, you know, had been so amped up about it, like planning it for years, and was so nervous that he fell down on the asphalt. <laughs> and he had like done all this preparation and didn't even make it to the trail. And every step that I took after that, at least I could make it, you know, one step further. And it's like, all you have to do is take one step and it's really not as difficult. Just want to thank you for your time and your honesty and uh, sharing your insights. It's getting kind of cold now. The sun's might be setting in a few minutes. We have um, a ton of wood for a fire. Yeah, we got tons of wood to keep us warm, but... Uh, it's going to look like the end of a really perfect hiking day. Um, morning started off with a blanket of snow. Sun came out. Hardly any traces of snow here at uh, Rock Gap Shelter. But anyway, this is uh, Wander with Spoonie. All right, this is homework here. Somewhere on the CDT, north of Silver City, 16 miles south of the Gila River. And I've got my hiking partner, Knees, here. Knees, do you want to kind of describe, like, where we're at? Like you said, we're 16 miles south of the Gila River. <laughs> That's about it on that What's, one. For those that aren't here, like, describe the surroundings The right surroundings, now. yeah. Well, we've, I mean, we've basically hiked, like, 100 miles through flat, very flat land, not you know, just very scrub desert. And then uh, coming into Silver City, we started climbing, climbing and, and got into some mountainous terrain. And it was just, uh, just such a welcome change. And, you know, going north from Silver City, we've continued into that terrain where it's more forested and there's some more natural water sources. We're not finding water from cow troughs. So it's just such a welcome difference. And I think we're, I don't want to speak for you, but I definitely think 
we're both happier for the change. <laughs> <laughs> so what has the trail been like so far as as far as like your expectations? Is it has it been as gentle? Has it been um as adventurous? Like what what did you envision it being like and what has it been? We're on day nine now, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I think one of the things I've learned from hiking the PCT was kind of to try, though you end up having expectations, try to not get so attached to those that you, you not, you're, you're getting side swiped when your expectations go to shit because they usually will. And so I kind of had that perspective. What's been your favorite part so far? Like what's the shining gem of the cdt so far for you <laughs> i mean that's a tough one I, I i don't know that there is one actually maybe if there is it wouldn't be on trail it'd be more of really you and i kind of like figuring out our hiking partnership at mm. uh, in deming and i mm. think that was really significant for me and and uh a turning point early in the in the trail like in the first week that uh helped set the tone for uh you know the weeks and months to come and i think that was important i'm glad it happened early to then you know okay let's let's hash this out and then we can figure out our you know our next moves so do you mind that that was good for me do you feel comfortable sharing like what happened with everybody yeah i mean i know you were worried about a potential injury and kind of having Getting some information from a friend that might have been a bit overreactive, but better safe than sorry. And so we wanted to get it checked out. Meanwhile, I'm out here on a kind of a shoestring budget and trying to make things work. And as we contemplate a zero in our first town, you know, I'm starting to get stressed about, well, wait, I have three more months and like hotel rooms cost money and I'm going to start. I'm just already, I'm just like, kind of narrow focused on on like my money woes for the trail and I think it took you know kind of seeing where you were at with god this injury that at that point we didn't know what what it was it was kind of an unknown seeing you you know your stress with that helped take me out of okay like I need to widen my my scope of vision and also helped me like realize make some adjustments in general, lifestyle-wise, trail-wise, that I definitely didn't have on the PCT. So it'll be a little bit a little bit of a different trail, you know, not so much beer, things like that, and just be more mindful of ways that I can, you know, maybe not get a hotel room at times. And... <laughs> With that, so what is your expectations versus reality been on people, like as far as like other hikers? Um, I don't, you know, we, we haven't met enough of them. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Share, share how long it's been until we saw a hiker. I mean, we went 120 some odd miles and then had a hitch into Silver City to get back on the official route of the CDT before we ever saw any, any hikers. And then we started seeing, seeing them in town. And so we saw five hikers in Silver City. We have yet to see any on the trail, and we were kind of joking about we're coming to a water source. Maybe there's other hikers camps there. <laughs> we're coming. We need to work on my social skills. It's been a week <laughs> since it. No, <laughs> but we haven't really had a chance to interact and see what other hikers are on the, like on the on this trail. But 
I knew the CDT would not be as densely populated, but I had no idea we'd go a week without seeing one other hiker. It was just you and me, buddy. Like yeah. every single day, we were following these these same one set of tracks in front of us. But besides that, it was that was it. It was like, are we lost? <laughs> are we on the CDT? But then, yeah, we hitched to Silver and we f- saw five other hikers in town. But technically, we still haven't seen any other hikers on trail. Yeah. So this is way different than the PCT where it's just crawling with people. Yeah, and I imagine um, as we get move down the trail, I mean, there are going to be a bunch of points, obviously, in Chama, with, you know, anticipating snow and, and pe- people flipping. But I imagine it's going to get a little bit more spread out. Even still, you know, this is early yet on the trail. And so um, the longer that goes with people's different paces, it's just naturally spread out the people that are on here. So Yeah. What about creatures? What is your expectations versus reality been with uh, like animals? Um, the desert's full of life. It's kind of cool. I mean, with that, seeing jackrabbits, I really appreciate just looking at them <laughs> and seeing the the antelope that we saw was really cool. Yeah. And you know, some of the some of the, even the smaller things that are kind of like make your skin crawl, like the spiders. That we yeah. Saw. <laughs> they were like, you know size of a quarter and you're like oh god i'm glad i set up my tent tonight <laughs> and you know I, was, I had been contemplating cowboy camping in that little uh wash and you know saw that spider and was like thank god you know like <laughs> it's dark i don't have to like then even if i did decide to set up my tent i'm like wondering if one had crawled into something <laughs> oh god yeah and then the horny toads have been really cool to see yeah 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 for sure man can you think of any other differences between expectations and reality that you've been thinking about? No, not not really, because I feel like having hiked before and having uh, kind of just done some research on what to expect and also keeping an open mind with all those those three components, I've kind of feel like it's just kind of progressing right along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think during the research stage of a thru-hike, it's a slippery slope because all of a sudden you want to start like painting a picture of what it's going to be like. And I was really careful with this hike. I was like, all right, I'm going to do research and get my gear and make sure I'm good to go, but I'm not going to, you know, make this imaginary story about what my hike's going to be like. Cause that's just going to get shooken up right away. So we've run into, (laughs) you know, a lot of, a lot of tricky situations like water sources being really spread out or non-existent or mileage being off no matter what you know resource you look at the blur between private and public property ranchers dogs chasing us little chihuahuas chasing us in towns (laughs) being charged by bulls almost stepping on rattlesnakes stepping on ocotillo and having the thorns go through our shoes (laughs) like i feel like there's been a lot of those moments where we just kind of pause and we're like this is tough, but I'd rather be nowhere else. For sure. Yeah. Do you feel like that still stands for you? And That's like the little adventures. I feel like we, in particular on this, you know, trail, we've been more like, oh, that, you know, finding a water source that presents engineering <laughs> puzzle yeah. is, is more exciting. And we're like <laughs> videotaping it and like ha- f- trying to figure it out rather than like, um, 
stressing out over the fact that like potentially not a- accessing this water could be pretty you know would mean like a very unpleasant you know <laughs> an indeterminate number of miles to hike without water you know yeah which would suck so yeah but instead of like focusing on that we've been like problem solving and figuring out ways to get water whether a bull's guarding the water source or you know yeah all of those all of those uh scenarios so yeah i think it's so much more fun than the pct yeah in that way for sure out here it's like i haven't put my headphones in once <laughs> <laughs> like especially on the first leg where we there was no footprints to follow you know and we were constantly trying to figure out where we were and where we we're going <laughs> it's been a very active trail like active listening, active hiking, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had our first moment of like, we were following, we knew we'd be following this Jeep road, fire road or whatever, uh, for a period of time. And we kind of both, we, you know, just zoned out for a while and, and both had an experience of like, oh yeah, that's what, what the PCT is like. And also, you know, yeah. Then all of a sudden seeing like Cascadia footprints and going, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on the, you know, like, and I don't need was, to check my GPS. Yeah. I see Cascadia footprints. This is definitely where the three hikers are going. Yeah. Uh, you know, size 12 Cascadia kind of gives you a <laughs> sense that you're on the right track, but you know, yeah, we didn't. So then we had this moment where it's been, you know, eight days or, or whatever, where we've been constantly checking maps constantly, like, or checking GPS and just making sure and following, looking at the terrain and uh, just so much more aware of where you're heading than I ever was on the PCT. Sometimes I would just go 20 plus miles on the PCT, just like not even concerned about which direction I was heading or, you know, knowing I was on the trail, but being hard to get off the trail, you know, like hard to lose the trail. So you could just kind of like zone out and 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 uh get in your head a little bit more than than i certainly have been able to hear and having that moment to do that was like oh wow like i haven't been doing that for like a week (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man well cool i think that's a a good start (laughs) for sure oh man well thank you so much uh anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up no I think I'm good, man. All right. Well, it's getting towards hiker midnight, and uh, we've got a big day ahead of us. So uh, this is homework signing off. <laughs> Your turn. Oh, knees signing off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Hi, this is Leslie with Sounds of the Trail, and I'm checking in with you from mile marker 109 at Warner Springs, day six of my PCT through hike. So, how's it been for me? Well, setting off from Campo was really quite a surreal experience. It was so strange to finally be standing there at the at the monument, having thought about it and planned for it and visualised it for so, so, so many months. When the time actually came, um, I wasn't sure whether it was really happening or whether I was still just dreaming about things. But uh, the weirdest thing, I think, was standing there in the cold morning air and eventually there was nothing left to do but just 
pick up my pack and and walk and then and then that was it and then I was gone and it seemed like no time at all and mile one was up and uh and then mile two and three and and I was doing it but it was still all a little bit surreal and and to be honest it it took not just a few miles but a few days for it to really sink in that I was actually putting one foot in front of the other and I was walking from Mexico to Canada so yeah it's uh it's definitely an experience that takes some getting used to my first impressions well my first impressions of the trail itself I've been very very pleasantly surprised at how well graded the trail is I was expecting it to be a lot harder the actual walking surface I was expecting that to be a lot more rugged a lot more difficult to walk on compared to the trails that I've walked in Europe this is just incredibly smooth it's very well graded and the hills plenty of switchbacks means you're never really really struggling up up steep hills so yeah definitely the trail itself is in great condition what else well everybody talks about the community and you know the people you meet on the trail and I always kind of thought yeah 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 whatever but <laughs> I have to say it's absolutely all true I've met some absolutely amazing people but it's sad when you leave people behind you know people that we started out with from Campo uh, we're probably never going to see these people again and and that's kind of sad as well so so yeah the the, the community on the trail is um is more than is everything and more than than you know you hear about and everybody tells you about so those are really my first impressions what was I expecting is it met my expectations well I tried not to have too many expectations to begin with and the first couple of days I think I was like well you know this is this is okay but I don't you know I don't really see what the big big fuss is about and then on day three it, it it was just amazing it was just awesome the scenery was fantastic and and we'd we'd hit laguna and and we'd had breakfast there and and it started to really come together and you know we just camped at this most amazing spot a place called oriflame canyon and we're sitting up there looking out over the desert and the and the mountains and it's, it was a magical moment and then it kind of clicked for me and um and it's just got better and better since then but that doesn't mean that there haven't been some hard days. Yes, there have been some hard days. Physically, I'm in good shape. My feet are in good shape. And there's no blisters. There's no problems. There's Everything's good. Nothing hurts unduly. Yeah, there's sore muscles and there's a few aches and pains at the end of a long day. And, and yeah, I've taken a few ibuprofen. But no, I'm in good shape. Mentally, yeah, absolutely. Everything's working really well for me. My gear setup's working absolutely 100%. Water, I'm managing, and food, I've been really happy with how I've worked my resupply so far. So I've been really happy with, with that. And I think that when, when you get that right and when things are working well for you, it's easy to, um, to stay positive and, and mentally to think that you're on top of your game here. So The thing I enjoy most on uh, as part of the, the, the daily part of the trail I think I've got into a routine of stopping for an hour for lunch during the hottest part of the day and during that time make sure I take my shoes and socks off and take care of my feet, clean my feet. just feels so much nicer when you then put your shoes and socks back on and you start walking during the second half of the day and it's a nice little chill time. So that's become a little bit of a ritual for me and I enjoy that. The thing I dislike most, <sighs> I think the the packing and the you know the the packing up in the morning and the setting up and you, when you get into camp and all you really want to do is just think oh god and you've got to carry on working there's a lot to do out here and that's i think 
one of the things which I hadn't quite anticipated was just how busy you are. You know, it's full. It's it's a non-stop. It's a full-time job, and you get into into camp and. You know, you, your day's not done. You've still got to make your house and cook your dinner and get changed and take care of your health and your hygiene and, you know, take care of yourself because if you, if you start letting that go, then you're going to get into, into trouble. So that's a chore, definitely, but I'm getting used to it and it's becoming a routine and I'm just getting on with it and sucking it up, really, to be honest with you. But today's been a fantastic day. It was definitely nice to have some rest time today only walked eight miles to here so it can officially be called a Nero but we'd done two 24s back to back the previous two got a little bit of mile fever um, went on yesterday evening and we, we pushed on through to hit 100 it's probably more than I really should have done but anyway hey it's done now so <laughs> but no it doesn't feel too bad so overall fantastic loving my time out here Still adjusting, still getting used to things, still finding my, my trail legs, finding my feet on the trail. Yeah, all is well. And I'm going to find somebody else and see what they think about things. And you can hear from those guys too. So uh, this is Leslie, trail name Hollywood, checking in with you and checking out with you. Um, until next time from Warner Springs on a beautiful, beautiful warm evening and a real festival atmosphere here. A lot of happy hikers from the Pacific Crest Trail. Hey, this is Hollywood from Sounds of the Trail and um, I'm here at Warner Springs and I'm with a very, very good friend of mine who I've been walking with for the past three or four days and um, I'd like to introduce you to Bacon. Bacon, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how old are you? Hey, um, my name is Bacon, uh, Joe Mandalus, that's my real name. I'm from Houston, Texas, originally from Buffalo, New York. I'm 21 years old. I'm having a blast out here so far. Okay, that's cool, Bacon. So how many days have you been on the trail now? When did you start? I think it's seven days now. What are your first impressions of the trail been? I mean, we all sort of come out here with a few expectations. Has the has the PCT met your expectations? Is there things you weren't expecting? Anything you didn't really plan for? Well, uh, it's a whole lot hotter than I thought it was going to be. I was really worried about water, and uh, I think I packed a little bit more water on the second day than I was expecting. Really, my pack weight ended up being a whole lot heavier than I was expecting it to be. I'm really glad I got the opportunity to uh, shed some weight while I'm here in uh, Warner Springs. I think I'm in a good spot now. Okay, cool. So you seem like you're in a pretty good spot uh, mentally, which is great to hear. Physically, how have you been handling things physically? Any problems, blisters, any problems with your feet? Yeah, I got a couple blisters, and uh, I'm kind of concerned about those because I end up walking on my feet a lot while I'm out here. Really just worried about those, but my ankle was actually hurting yesterday. But really just ibuprofen and elevation's really been helping me a lot. Yeah, it's really important to look after your feet. I mean, we're going to be spending quite a lot of time on them. Now, you've, we've camped a few nights together and we've stayed in a few awesome places along the trail. I know I've got some favourites. What's been your, your favourite part so far of the days you've been hiking and what's been your worst? Uh, my favorite, I would say, my high point was hitting that 100-mile uh, point. I've never walked 100 miles before, so I was on top of the world at that point. I was just pumped with adrenaline and had the biggest smile on my face. But I really liked Oriflame Canyon. That was probably my favorite place to camp. And seeing Eagle Rock, that was, that was magnificent today. Worst, man, it was probably 
the first night out, didn't really get a good pitch. There were rocks underneath the sand, just about a couple inches, so I couldn't really get my stakes down in there. And the wind pulled one out, and I had a whole lot of condensation, and I really wasn't too happy about that. It all dried out eventually, and I'm here now, so I think uh, I learned a lot over the past couple of days. Yeah, you certainly do le learn lessons pretty quickly out here on the PCT and um, and you start getting down into a, a pretty good daily routine. I know that I've got some, some parts of the daily routine that I don't particularly like. Um, is there any particular part of the day that you really enjoy and any particular part of your day that you really dislike and don't look forward to? I love setting up camp and I hate getting out of my sleeping bag. Because it's, uh, it's always windy in the morning and it's always cold. My hands are always freezing. They end up hurting and I can't move them. Really, it's not that bad. You know, it's all part of the experience. I just love moving, you know, getting up and getting out and just seeing the, uh, seeing, seeing the scenery change and meeting a bunch of people and having a bunch of great conversations. That's my favorite part. Yeah, the people are awesome, huh? Any special people you've met so far? Man, you're the best right now. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much all I got to say. You know, there's a couple that really stick out, but it's really interesting to see how many strangers are so nice and so willing to give uh, without expecting anything back. So I'm just trying to do as much as I can to uh, give back as well and hopefully get myself some good trail karma so far. Yeah, keeping that trail karma positive is important, but the trail does provide, and there are some awesome, awesome angels out here, particularly here in Warner Springs. We've had a great day here. So interesting to hear that Bacon likes to set up camp. As you know, I don't like setting up camp, so I'm going to hang around with Bacon and get him to set up my camp for me in the future. So thank you to Bacon, and uh, that's me, Hollywood, out from Warner Springs. Until next time, Sounds of the Trail. This is uh, Hey Girl here at Newfound Gap in the Great Smoky Mountains, and I'm sitting with Turbo, a.k.a. Monsanto, a.k.a. Fruit Snacks. <laughs> and we are through hiking the Appalachian Trail. We've just crossed over the 200-mile mark this morning. We're northbounders, and we are sitting at mile 207, mm -hmm. looking out at the most amazing view of the mountains. This morning, it's 11 a.m. We've gotten our hiking done for the day. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> Fruit snacks. <laughs> Why are you out here? Oh, man. This is something I've wanted to do probably for 10 or 15 years since I learned about the Appalachian Trail. And then I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of people, a lot of women who had done this. That really inspired me to do it. So, yeah. That's cool. So was it more, I'm sure you've met men who had done it too, but was it more the women's stories that inspired you to do it? I Absolutely it was. I mean, it was it was people, I could relate to them obviously more, and also people who, you know, they had to start from nothing and then work their way up to the AT. So, so what do you feel like you learned from them that has allowed you to be out here now as honest, a hiker? I don't know. They're just, there's some pretty brave, badass women that I know. <laughs> just, yeah, just to not be afraid. But honestly, just to, you, you are capable. You absolutely can do it go do it you have no excuses you know yeah I think that's a really good point because now we've been out here for about three weeks and every day I mean I cr come across women that are young and old but definitely men are the majority absolutely the men dominate here that was one of the first things that I noticed is rolling into a shelter and I will be the only single woman there there's a lot of couples that do it for sure but being a solo lady 
Yeah, I think <laughs> it's kind of strange. Did, so, because you're through hiking solo, mm-hmm. and was there any point where you thought, like, maybe I'll try and ask another friend to come along or bring a guy? Or no, I think I think that was one of one of the more important things for me was to do it by myself. That's awesome. So, what do you feel like now, having a couple weeks in and a couple hundred miles in? What have been your first impressions on the trail, both as a woman and in general as a through hiker? I, w- I guess. I had heard about how social the trail was, but I really had no concept of that until I actually got out here. But it is, you form little traveling bands of gypsies that just kind of like roam <laughs> down the trail. And it's nice because you can leapfrog people, you know, you might pass them, they might pass you, but then in town you'll meet up again. Everyone is so friendly and so accommodating. There are a couple blowhards, but you're always going to have that. But for the most part, everyone is so down to earth and they're pumped to be here, and they're pumped that you're here. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really nice community. C- can you tell us about, I don't know, one memory that you've had of somebody that like really struck you so far where you got that exact vibe you're describing? Absolutely. So I, <laughs> I lost my sleeping pad at the North Carolina-Georgia border. Oh, it no. It fell off of my backpack. I had a, a Z-Rest. Okay. It just fell off. And I didn't realize it until about three miles after the fact we'd gone up this giant, giant climb. And I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to keep going. Not going going back for it. Not going back. (laughs) So I got to the next shelter and it's starting to rain and it's cold. And I end up making this weird dog bed out of my tent in the shelter (laughs) and trying to sleep on it. Someone took pity on me and gave me their Thermarest. No way. Yeah, they had, well... They had extra that they were just using to, like, chill out on at camp. She said, yeah, just take it and have it. And ha- then, have it for good. Yeah, just have it. And then, like, two days later, someone had a rolled-up thermarest, like, inflatable. Like, here, you need. At that point, I would got another one. But oh, they were just man. so generous. People are so good. I yeah, think it was that's amazing. a really good anecdote because I haven't lost any gear yet, but I've noticed – at certain times, like whether it's at night at the shelters or throughout the day when people lose stuff and then offer to give or share with somebody else, it really is that spirit of pay it forward. Absolutely. And you see people doing it all the time. Like last night we stayed at the same shelter and there was a guy who he was saying like, oh, I don't have enough food, so I'm going to go into Gatlinburg. And immediately like everybody sitting around said like, like, oh, do you want some food? Bags. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. And like I think – it's great. It like keeps the good morale going. Absolutely. I think I think for something I think that's what makes this sort of thing kind of magical. It's it's this para universe that exists, you know. You go into town and that's fun or whatever. But I don't know, people act more human. Yeah, it's funny, like in, in today's world somebody the other day was saying we're sitting looking out at a sunset um one night and he was saying something about like this is the real world. Like, what we live in before the trail is the fake world. And in some ways, I thought that was kind of nice. Like, because out here, really, everybody, all they have to do is to take care of each other, to walk their miles every day. And so it really seems like we're seeing people be good. Mm-hmm. So what about, what have been your other first impressions of the trail so far or your experience? It's been, a, I've had a really great experience thus far. It's funny. Okay, first impression, the first week here. The amount of things that people are shedding into hiker boxes okay. because they've read so much. And this is the best thing to buy. And I have to buy this, this, and this. 
and you don't use it. You know, you don't know what you need until you are out there and doing it. And, and it's intimidating, but if you can take that first step, trust yourself, trust the community of hikers, and trust the community around you, and you're fine. You're totally fine. Have you had any new revelations since you've been out here through hiking that have made you care about nature more or wanting to work to protect wild spaces? You know, it's a really interesting question. I feel like... I feel like it's really easy to think of nature as sort of this precious thing that's not to be touched, but really you're you're a part of that. You need to be a part of that. So being in this and even just walking every day, being in nature, it makes me feel, this is going to sound trite and corny, but more connected to it. And it makes me feel like a, a greater connection to uh, the bigger. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, like know. being in nature makes you more feel more connected to nature absolutely and yeah. it's it's obviously it's you know i'm i'm grateful that we have national parks like this but it's something to be experienced it's not something to put on a shelf and look at that's a great point i think i remember a couple years ago i was out in the grand canyon and i was listening to a ranger give a talk and he said this statistic might be off but he said that only one percent of people that visit the grand canyon actually enter the grand canyon like yeah. go down step foot in it yeah and i've been thinking about that a lot since we've been out here because we're so lucky where you know we have this life for a few months but literally this morning when you and i were walking together we went through like three different types of forests and that was incredible you thing. see you know we saw pine trees spruce trees birch trees beech trees and it's like every step things are changing in front of you but yet you kind of feel like you're in this little wonderland where nobody else is there, but you get these different feelings because you are out there smelling it, touching it, tasting it. Exactly. There are a lot of cars in this parking lot and there's a beautiful scenic overlook and there are a lot of people just sort of doing a little loop here. And that's great. And it's objectively, it's a beautiful thing to really get it. You have to be in it, you know? Yeah. So from Newfound Gap, this is Hey Girl signing off with fruit snacks. <laughs> Hello, this is Rumble Junk, and I am sitting here uh, with a couple of cool hikers by the names of Boyardee and Splinter. Anyway, Boyardee makes um, a lot of fancy meals on trail. Lots of exotic noodles and spices. I have a 16-ounce bottle of olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) He does carry a full-size bottle of olive oil. That's true. Splinter carries no poles. He just finds staffs in the woods and uh, carries that around. He doesn't know any martial arts, according to him. (laughs) Not yet. And uh, that's the guys with me. We're in Franklin. Been, oh, what, what are we on, day 12? I think it's 11 or 12. Roughly, yeah. yeah. A little over a week. So, Boyardee, I'll start with you. What are your first impressions about this week and a half or so? Is there anything that you didn't expect that's that's come to light? I did not know there was latrines in the shelters. Ah. About a trowel. I was planning to use it heavily. Yeah, that is a that is a blessing in disguise for yeah. sure. It, the it little does, it does go around the corner business is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Splinter? What What are your first impressions? What would you say? What surprised me the most was probably the sheer number of people that have been on the trail so far in the first week or two. Yeah, I knew that it's a very popular trail. I just didn't know like there'd be twenty, thirty people at camp almost every single night so far. 
Yeah, I think it's a record number of uh, yeah. entries this year, which is uh, and by by quite a bit. Spunner, how are you feeling mentally? Mentally? Yeah. Have you cried yet? Have you no, I haven't cried yet? yet. I don't think I've had a bad day <laughs> yet, but I guess we're not that far into the trip. Physically, how are you holding up? How are your, how's your body parts? I've had problems with just about every single one of my body parts so far. Uh, all of your body parts? Not all of them. <laughs> my uh, teeth and eyelids are pretty good. Ears? <laughs> Great shape. I've had yeah. blisters. I had a rolled ankle. I've had knee problems. I'd say it's all been manageable, except for the blisters. The blisters were pretty bad for a couple of days. So yeah, you know, it seems like everybody's been getting blisters. Have you gotten <laughs> some blisters, Boyardi? I have two, and they're both on toes. What's the, let's go to what's the best and worst parts of this trip so far? Boyardi, what's the best part? I mean, I hang out a lot in nature when I'm at home, but I don't meet a whole lot of new people. And so meeting as many people as I have and forming friendships like I have as quickly as I have is weird and bizarre because (laughs) I have so much in common with the people around me that you are, of all the people that have considered to hiking the trail and actually acted upon it. So that's 1%. Then 20% of the people quit at, what is it, Neil's? Yeah. Yeah. Like so 80% of those people left that are crazy enough to be here now. <laughs> like, that's it's so few people in the world that think like I do, and it just it just makes everything so easy. No, there is much more of a camaraderie uh, aspect to to doing this, for sure. You're kind of banded together on a, under a common goal and a common, you know, practice every day. I mean, after, what was it, four days, I slept with Splinter, you know, in, in the cabins. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, you get to know people very quickly. And, you know, I would say that, like, you have a lot of the, I don't know, ex- ex- what's the word for it? extraneous <laughs> stuff in life, kind of stripped away all the all the normal comforts and familiarities. Yeah, um, you don't really have anything to lose yeah. about, like, exposing yourself and being open. Yeah. yeah. It's just, if I don't see you again... I might not. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. you. You have nothing but time to think and nothing but time to talk to other people, and you choose to or don't. And uh, I would agree with that. It's been a very good aspect of this trip. Splinter, what's been your worst part? My worst part of the trip so far. <sighs> Probably any time it rains. <laughs> the worst part. Just having yeah. to deal with drying out your stuff and everything. I don't know. It's, I haven't really had a worse part. The rain, probably. No, it's never fun, to, especially when it's cold and rainy. Awesome. Well, yeah, so that's been uh, the first you know week, week and a half on the trail, according to uh, Splinter, Boyardee, and Rumble Junk. Uh, it's been a good time. We're still going strong. Looking forward to many more days and seeing how much we can abuse our bodies and our minds. Until then, we will talk to you next time. Hi, Wanderer here for Sounds of the Trail, and it's the end of a very long day on the Appalachian Trail. Um, I've done 22 very hilly miles, and I'm at mile 777 at a campground somewhere, maybe, I suppose, 27 or 30 miles 
to set just south of Buena Vista, Virginia. Um, the sun just set, I can't really tell, because there's this eerie mist that has fallen over the campsite. Um, and that's just going to inspire me to play a jazz standard called Misty.